vagina is like rubber band. Yes, this rubber band. If the bola is this size, the vagina will expand so that it can't turn inside. And if it's smaller, the vagina will accommodate it. Hello, welcome back to Shrubs Health and Wellness Podcast. My name is Sarah Shrubs. I'm a registered nurse from Lagos, Nigeria. So thank you for always coming back. And most importantly, thank you for always bringing somebody along with you to listen to this podcast. Welcome to a new episode of Shrubs Health and Wellness Podcast. If this is your first time of listening to Shrubs Health and Wellness Podcast, it is a weekly podcast that focuses the conversation on your health and your wellness. New episode drop every Sunday, 6 p.m. Nigerian time. The aim is to bring you those health information you take for granted, especially when it pertains to your health and your general well-being. Thank you for joining me on this podcast today. I would like to introduce to my co-host is a person of Akpan Akawo. He's a registered nurse. He owns a sexual and reproductive health education brand called the Gig Nurse, where he uses as an avenue to positively reorientate people on sexual and reproductive health. He loves to read, write, play football as his hobby. Help me welcome my co-host to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's nice to be on this podcast. I was here a few months ago as a guest artist and it's great to be here as a partner now and it's great to know that I'll always be here to be talking about issues as relating to health. Okay, to get right into what we're doing for today, we talk about vagina tightening. I think while talking about vagina tightening, we should start with vagina loosening. Now, on social media, on other forms of media, and in private discussions, group discussion, that's physical meetings. We've heard people talk about it a whole lot and talk about vaginal loosening. But what do you, most times the thing vaginal loosening is being used as a way to shame women for them being able to express themselves sexually, to choose to have sex as a, as a when do you and how they want to do it. And because we we kind of have a, a society that is more tended towards supporting the male than female, it's supported that men can have sex with whoever, however they want, without women doing same. Women, men now use this term vagina loosening to kind of use it in a shameful way against these women. So that is actually what vagina loosening. But notwithstanding, we still have what we call vagina laxity. What this means in essence is that it's not possible for the size of a woman's vagina to be the same since when she was growing up till when she dies. Now, down the line, somewhere, somehow, the vagina will lax because the vagina is made up of what, elastic tissue. So just like you having a rubber band, whether you use that rubber band or you don't use it, there are just natural factors that will make the rubber band to get lax. So that's the same thing that happens to the vagina. And now, what are these factors that can cause this laxity? The first one is age. As a woman grows older, almost everything in a woman's body is controlled by hormones, not just a woman, both men. But the reproductive system of women and the reproductive organs are controlled by hormones. And when she gets to menopause, when these hormones no more function at top level as they should, all those organs will be affected. So that is the main cause of vaginal laxity in women. Whether a woman uses the vagina or not, once she gets to menopause or once she starts advancing in age, scientifically they say from about 35 years and above, 
the elastic cells of the vagina tend to start to lose their elasticity because they are not replaced as fast as they used to be when she was in puberty and early adulthood. So the vagina might tend to be lax. The next one and the major one that causes vaginal laxity is pregnancy and childbirth. Once a woman gets pregnant, the, the amount of changes she goes is awesome. If it's something you're supposed to x-ray a woman through the process of pregnancy for the nine months, you see that basically, basically, a woman basically changes her structure just to accommodate another life. And I think it's one thing we should respect women for. What, what they do at pregnancy and childbirth is awesome. To think of the fact that their pelvis has to change and, you know, modify to accommodate another life, it's, it's something awesome entirely. So the... This change is also occurs in the vagina. And you know, like, okay, let's say this for a joke. Take a look at the size of your head. Okay. And take and think of the fact that such size had to pass through the width of the vagina. Hmm. That is basically what they do. So there, there is no way, in as much as the body will try to replace it, a, a, a a woman who has been pregnant has, and given birth for vagina, most times her, within nine to 12 months, her vagina will go back to almost, not the same, almost the same state as the pre-pregnancy stage, but cannot just come back together. Mm, like yeah. to be the same like before. So that is what pregnancy does to people. Now, the next one that is possible is trauma, okay. pelvic trauma. That's something else that can cause an issue to a woman's a woman's vagina. She has an injury or she had a surgery that involves getting into the pelvic region and everything. And don't forget that this vagina is made up of muscles and these muscles are attached to the pelvic, the pelvic bones. So if something happens and these bones are not kept straight, it's just like sometimes we, we don't know that the vagina is like a muscle just like every other muscle in the body. Mm, that's true. For example, for example, let's say your we have more each muscle is attached to a bone. And if something happens to those bones, those muscles might be affected. So that's the same thing that can happen to a vagina if the muscles that they have been attached to that the pelvic muscles yeah. have problems or maybe a fracture or what have you. That can happen. So those are just basically what can happen, what can cause that, or maybe gynecological surgeries, surgeries yeah. that involves embedding into the vagina. Things can be torn and cannot be repaired to be as they were naturally, and a whole lot of things. So basically, that is really what can cause this vaginal laxity. Can we also say that uh, when a woman undergoes cesarean session, it can also make the the muscle of the vagina to loosen? Okay, cesarean section. I know most people will say that the woman has not given birth for vagina. But then the process of these changes according to reproductive organ, which the vagina is inclusive, doesn't just happen at childbirth. Yeah. Immediately a woman conceives many changes occur so many different changes so she will still all those she has been carrying this baby for nine months mm. the, your body the, the woman's body does not know that she wants to give the via cs because that's just like a way of complementing childbirth 
the woman's body, once the woman takes in, starts preparing that pregnancy that she's supposed to give birth per vagina. Yeah. That doesn't mean that CS is bad or it should not be, it should not happen. We were given this knowledge to make technology that can make things easy and give us choices. CS is still okay. But the body being in its natural state is always inclined towards preparing the body for vagina delivery. So these changes most times have already happened in the vagina. So in as much, it might not be as profound as a woman who gives birth per vagina because apart from the, the woman who gives birth via CS only has hormonal changes and not mechanical changes. Mechanical changes in quotes, that's mechanical in quotes, might occur when the passenger, which is the baby, passing passes through the passage, which is the vagina. Yeah. So that is where those changes happen. But the hormonal changes might not be as profound as those mechanical changes that will happen because there is a physical wear and tear happening while the baby is coming out. But mm-hmm. not in the doubt, there will still be changes, subtle as it might be. We have just three courses. And the first one is um, the medical condition as when during childbirth and also aging process can also be as a result um, can also be cause of vaginal loosening, and the third one is please remind me trauma, 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 yeah, trauma, trauma. or surgery to the pelvic region. Let me just add one more. Okay. We have intense, intense exercises. Now, this one is very rare, but it can happen mm. because, like I said, I'll keep repeating this again and again the vagina is a muscle, and muscles are affected by weight, just like people carry weight and they bulge up the grow muscles of the arm, the chest, and the stomach and everything. Yeah. People people who carry, by virtue of how you carry your weight, it might affect your pelvic floor. And mm-hmm. don't forget that the vaginal muscle is one of the muscles of the, not the only, but one of the muscles of the pelvic floor. So carrying of weight bulges a muscle, enlarges a muscle. So if you carry intense exercising that affect those muscles, it might have a possibility of enlarging the muscles of the pelvic floor, which I don't want to call it unfortunately, which the vaginal muscle might be one of them, which might get enlarged. Really? But do you know that, um, probably we're still going to talk about it, you know, part of the things that would actually tighten the, um, the muscles of the vagina is exercise. And when we now talk about intensive exercise right now, you know, some women actually do exercise just to help build their muscle and probably they know that it probably have effect on their vaginal muscle. So are you trying to refer to weight lifting? Okay. Now, exercise, like like I said, exercise is like exercise yeah. is like a two it's like a two-way sort. Mm. Most likely, okay, let's say example, people who lift weights. Yeah. When you lift weight, you bulge the up. Most weights bulge the upper part of the body. And if you don't, if you're not conscious enough to train yourself, the lower part of your body will diminish. Hmm. That's how it is. Maybe it might not really diminish, but by the fact that the top part is bulging more than the lower part, it will look diminished. <laughs> now, we might have exercises, intense exercises that are not for the pelvic floor. But the pelvic floor exercises to control um, to tighten the vagina, like you said, we should get to this, are strictly pelvic floor exercises. Okay. But you might do other exercises, intense lifting, that's how they call it, intense lifting. You might do other intense lifting that uh, indirectly affect your pelvic floor. And you know that when you are not conscious 
of exercise you're doing, it might actually do some changes you don't want them to do. That is why if, if, if all things being equal, when you're doing an exercise regimen, every exercise regimen has specific muscles. Like you know this and be like, if I'm lifting this weight like this, these are the muscles I want to train. It might, it might affect the other muscle, not in a conscious way and does some changes, but you are okay with these muscles you are changing. So intense lifting might be one of them. I think, yeah, like you said, lifting it is lifting. And sorry, and this lifting most times is not is not in the form. Okay, I know I said exercise because some yeah. people might do it. But the bulk of this lifting does not really fall into exercise. There are people who just lift everything, maybe by virtue of works they do. Yeah. Which is which yeah. is not exercise. So I think we could draw a line a bit there. The bulk of this lifting is into non-exercise type of lifting. Okay, so are you trying to refer to non-exercise type of lifting? Yes. Okay. Because I want to Major. say that even at the gym for female, um, when we undergo some exercise, the instructor usually advise that we also work on our lower part and not just the upper part. So after doing vigorous exercise that is going to build your muscle and all these other things, the instructor would advise that you also work on your lower part. So And that one is another, because it's even compulsory. They tell you to balance everything together. I'm with you. Okay, I would, I would just want to say that if, if, if you look at the exercise regimen that is done, especially when they say you should balance up, especially when they ask you to work on your pelvic floor. Most times it doesn't involve heavy weight. Yes, that's true. Right. Most times it doesn't involve heavy weight. Heavy weight is for other part of the body. It's not that side. That side already has a heavy weight to carry. A full human being is it's already heavy enough. <laughs> so, uh, okay, anyway, I wanted to say that what about those are obese, like maybe obesity actually is part of, um, can be a cause for vaginal tightening. I don't know. I just feel, I'm just talking out of content right now. Okay, obesity and um, vaginal tightening. Yeah. Yeah. Can their vagina be tighter than the norm? Let's say the normal, because I know there is actually no normal when it comes to the size of the vagina. I think yeah. we should take note of this. Your vagina is different. I, I I remember when I wrote a post on my social media about that there's nothing like losing vagina. People came for me, a whole lot of people. I remember someone saying, are you trying to tell me that people who use things like fruit, like cucumber to pleasure themselves, that they have the same size of vagina like the other person? And I, want, I told him something. Every muscle will stretch when you stretch it. Yeah. But every elastic muscle will come back to its almost original size, not original size, when not stretch again. And now, why we say vagina cannot be losing is that for somebody who's been, for someone who's used the vagina, let me use that word. I don't want to say frequently having sex. For someone who's used the vagina and for someone who doesn't use the vagina, you yeah. can't expect them to be the same size. That's true. But that doesn't mean the vagina is loose. When you say something is loose, it means it has break its elastic limit that it cannot come back. For example, you stretch a band and it doesn't come back. Yeah. Now, every vagina will come back. Yes, it might not come back to look like, let's say, in quotes, pre-sex vagina. It cannot come back to look like that, in quotes, but it will still come back. Give it time. That's why if somebody, if somebody who has been consistently having sex stops sex for a while, maybe 
some months a year there is a likelihood that she might feel it might not be painful but she might still feel a little bit uncomfortable on the first time she goes back to have sex so that is so basically that is how it is then for the fat part of it like you said now fat can infiltrate into everybody part and just like it can occlude the blood vessels and the rest of the things it's likely that it can you know by virtue of the fat trying to look for space it can reduce because it's getting into tissues it's not supposed to get to yeah it can reduce it but that doesn't necessarily mean that fat people might have let's say a less you know a less wider vagina than other people but the facts most likely can also influence it so let's talk about putting it together in the sense that if it's already large and um so how can you actually put it together so we are going to move into that conversation now as a fan we talk about putting it together because i'm not a pro in this topic at all so i'm going to really talk about me i'll just be contributing the little i know let's talk about putting it together okay how can we put it together if it's already last okay i want to say that if it's last there's a reason it was made in an elastic form most times give it time naturally it will return back to its normal state naturally most times just just allow time to do its work Okay, but let's say it has it has happened and you know maybe it might take too long or for whatsoever reason. Like I said, it might be a trauma. Yeah, and you know when we talk about trauma, most times it is it has actually affected the normal functioning of the whole body and everything. So what do you do? Basically, we have we have basically three methods. We have surgery, laser procedures, and we have pelvic floor exercises. So maybe you could just call it four naturally that's you allow time to do its job. Yeah. So first let's start with natural. You allow time to do you allow time to do its job, it will do its job. It might take a while, it maybe it might not be as, I think that's all the problem. It might not be as fast as we want it, but it will do its magic. Yeah. Like I said, no matter even if somebody who's been having sex frequently and everything, if you give it time it might the next time a person wants to have sex, they might even look as if it's the first time, a little bit of feeling uncomfortable. That's what time does. Because these tissues, they're elastic tissues, but when one shades off, another one is replaced. So there will always be that elastic tissue. Now we go to surgery. Most people see it like an easy fix. Just do surgery and go. But it might not guarantee a healthy vagina. You know, surgery is like an artificial intervention. Now, people do it a whole lot and people want to do it fast to get their vagina tight and everything and sometimes it might lead to extreme discomfort and the likes now we now have laser now the laser procedure is a little bit can i say it might be a little bit related to surgery okay. but it's just i lose this laser power hits mm. it's a procedure itself they put some laser and there's how they do it and it call and it call and and it, it tries to bring together the walls of the the opposite walls of the vagina so now i think the most advisable and the cheaper yeah. the surgery and laser procedures are actually very expensive yeah. the best the most advisable would be natural and pelvic floor exercises pelvic floor mm. exercises are actually natural methods but yeah. the the only difference is that unlike the natural coming to get angry you just relax and anything happens in pelvic floor you put in a little bit of work to enhance the process the work being exercise normally normally when people stay the the bulk of my muscle when i was 10 years old is not the bulk of the muscle i have now that's true 
that's just a natural growth. It will grow on its own. But we have someone who is, let's say, like four years younger than me, who might have more muscle than me. Why? Because he's exercising. The person has taken active role in training that muscle. That's just how I can simply differentiate between the natural and the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor is still natural, but you've taken an active role in, in well, tackle it enhancing or hastening the process. So that's why most times they advise it for maybe pregnant women. They know that their vagina will return almost back to the, almost to the same state of pre-pregnancy. But let's say, if it might take a year or two, let's just take for example, I'm not saying that's what it takes, but if it might take a year or two, why don't you do it in six months? So simply that's what pelvic floor exercises are. And the most common one is schedule exercise. Everybody knows about that one. Schedule yeah. because it's simple to do. You can do it in your office, depending on the type. You can do it anyway. You can do it well you are having fun, you can do it while eating, so that's KGL. I think I've written on that on how to do KGL exercises. I think we're still looking on a way to, we might need to do a video tutorial on that, but, mm-hmm. or an audio tutorial as the case may be, but that's the simplest. But we have other ones that are not as popular as KGL, things like pelvic blood deals, things like vaginal cones in which they do a little bit of cone, just like people do cone, like the normal cone they use in training their arms, they can do a cone and you try to use it on, try to use it on the, uh, on how to train the muscle of the vagina. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. So those are just the few of the pelvic floor exercises. So those are like the three ways of putting it together. Okay, so I was talking about the KJL exercise. I said that even though we need, people actually need to see how to do it, sometimes instructions can also just explaining how it's done. Yeah, so can you? Okay. Like I said uh, about the KGL exercise, it's basically very simple to do, straightforward, and it's something you could do on the go. Like, unlike other forms of exercises that might need some specific and very certain equipment and the like, this one doesn't really need specific equipment. Now, the KGL exercise is an exercise that has just been made to identify People who made it in such have made it in such a way that this exercise will identify the muscles of the pelvic and the, the, the actions you'll be taking will be focused on training on restoring the tone of those muscles so that we can have back we can have back that laxity that uh, that tension that was lost leading to the laxity. So it may is what it does is it identifies pelvic core muscles then. What you, then the process you take contracts and relaxes those muscles at intervals in such a way that it can return back to stone. Now, the interval for contracting and relaxing this muscle starts from lower to higher, you understand? Yeah. Some, somebody, someone who is just starting cannot contract and relax it at the same interval like someone who has been on it for like six months. That one is just normal about every exercise. You can't just, let's say you've never lifted a weight and the first time you come, you want to go to 200 kg at once. So we know what will happen. Yeah. So now, let me just give a little bit of tip and rundown. You can even use this to do a KGL exercise if you do. If you do, I think the, these are just instructions I put up on one of my posts on social media. Now, the first thing is for you to identify the pelvic floor muscle. I know it's hard. We don't have x-ray eyes and the like. So how do you do this? You can do this by trying to stop your urine midstream. Okay. Like you are urinating. You are yeah. urinating and you try to stop it. Now, if your body can intrinsically focus, you know, choose the muscle that can do that, you know, 
you know, normally we can stay and we contract our muscles. For example, if you say you can't contract your muscles, think of when you want to, you're maybe at a place you're not comfortable and you feel like passing through. You know, you contract and your body puts it inside. This is how you tighten yourself up and you help yourself there. So you can do that. But instead of trying to tighten your anus this time, you're trying to tighten your urethra to stop the urine from coming out. That's great. So if you if you cannot do that, yeah. You can you can put your finger inside your vagina, a clean finger for that matter to stop infection. You okay. can put your finger inside your vagina and you try to tighten your vagina around that finger. You try to make your vagina to clench that finger. So when you've been able to do that, automatically, even you, you can feel the muscle in your body that is twitching at that time. That is when you know that, yeah, I've identified my pelvic muscle. So when you've done that, because that's the most important part, the next thing you need to do is you pick a position you want to be using to do your exercise. Some people prefer lying down. Some people can lie by the side. Some people can sit and the likes. When you take your position, you contract that pelvic muscle you identify. That's, you hold the contraction, you hold the muzzle, you release it. Maybe it's advisable you start five seconds. Okay. So it's just like, let's say, you can use your hand. It's just like you clench your hand for five seconds. You know when you clench your hand, you are contracting muscles that control the hand. So you clench it for five seconds, but this time not your hands, but the, that muzzle you identify. So let's say you try to, just like you had, maybe let's say, just like you had tried to hold your urine midstream, just like you had done this way. You are not holding urine. So you contract for five seconds and you relax it for five seconds. Then you repeat the process again. Like you contract five seconds, release five seconds, contract five seconds, or like five times in a row. Mm. So let's say five seconds, that's 10 times, five times. That's like roughly one minute. Yeah. So you do it for one minute, five seconds, you contract. Then you repeat it for five times. That's one second. So that's how you do it. You can do it and you do it again, you do it again. Then as you build strength, instead of contracting for five seconds, you move now to 10 seconds. Okay. So now you try as much as you can to only be that you are contracting your vaginal muscle because most times you might be tempted. You know why you're trying to contract? You might try to clench your thighs together and your buttocks together, also contracting the muscles of the inch. So you try as much as you can to ensure that it's only your vaginal muscles that is tightened and that is being contracted, not the muscles of your thigh and anus. So now I know somebody will say, will I only do KGL exercise for only one minute and grow? No, you just repeat that process for one minute, but you can do it for like, one to ten times a day you might not need to be in a row you can do it let's say in the morning really you wake up maybe you as you are in the kitchen trying to prepare breakfast you do it if it will permit you or maybe you can just choose like five to ten times in a day to just take out time and do it what what you what you do is that you you do it like you might do like three sets five to ten times what it means is that you know i said you contract five seconds like contract relax five seconds for 10 times that's 50 seconds so you can do these 50 seconds three times in a row it's like roughly three minutes or so then you repeat this three minute exercise for like five to ten times a day yeah so basically that is how it's done now let me just say this because i know we're gonna have some good men coming in to listen to this so that they can help their the women in their life mothers sisters spouses significant others I know there is there, there, this phenomenon that pelvic floor exercises schedule is mostly for women. Yeah, it's mostly for women, but it's also for men. Men can do it, especially for men, especially for men who have issues with their pelvic floor muscles, who have issues, prostate issues, prostate surgery, incontinence. Incontinence is passing urine without, you know, yeah. involuntary passage of urine. So they can do it. And they follow the same process like the women. 
which is the first they have to identify their pelvic floor muscle. But unlike the women, how do they identify theirs? The same thing, they can stop their urine midstream or they can put their hand this time inside the anus and not, vagina. they don't have a vagina. They don't even have a vagina. So they put it inside the anus and try to tighten, they try to tighten it around their, their they try to tighten the rectum around their, around their fingers. Okay. So that's it. So when they, once they have been able to identify their muscles just like women, they can follow the same process like women. If after doing your schedule, you feel any pain in your abdomen or your back, yeah. that means you're not doing it right. It's supposedly to be on your pelvic floor. It shouldn't oh. come to you. That's why they're trying to say, try as much as you can not to also contract your thighs and your abdomen and your buttocks. Because that will also mean that you're also training the, the muscles of the buttocks and the lower back and the legs, hence the pain. So that's it. And also, it's not only for pelvic, yeah, it's good. It's for pelvic floor strengthening. And this pelvic floor strengthening is not only to tighten your vagina, it's not only to stop incontinence or help you with your prostrate. It can actually increase your sexual function and performance because the penis is hooked to the muscles of the pelvic floor. The vagina is also hooked there. So if those floors are strengthened, just like a man who carries weight can carry more heavy things, yeah. you know, and can and has more muscle strength and tension. Yeah. A man who does schedule exercise, pelvic flex exercises, has can function better sexually and perform better, which is something everybody likes. Exercise, not just for women alone. Men too can actually do the exercise. Yes. Exactly. People have come up with a whole lot of do-it-yourself. They call it DIY method. Now, different substances to use and a whole lot of things. We see a whole lot of things on the internet. I think of recent I've written about that on my social media. Most of these methods. Most of these methods. Uh, there are so many. Some of them are not. But each of them are specific to locations and regions. And I'll just mention them. We have things like using lemon juice, using aloe vera, Epsom salt, cinnamon, turmeric, cloves, vinegar, herbs and spices, even wasp nest, hot baths, alum and the likes. Yeah. But I just want to say, I just want to say the one that is trending around our area, which is alum. Now a lot of people are using alum for to they say it tightens the vagina. They do it a whole lot of ways. Some use it to doubt your vagina. Some use it sit in quote sit bath. Some might make them sit it in their vagina. So they do a whole lot of things. Okay, so straight to alum. Now, when I first when I first stumbled on that, I it, it it was funny actually. But I also realized that they people will sell anything. It's just the way it is. But I don't don't use alum or any of the substances I've listed to try to tighten your vagina. I'm I'm going to speak from a scientific point of view medically yeah. and scientifically some people claim it works that's what people do there may be some idiosyncrasies which are just some specific manifestations to you but there is no there, there is no scientific backing that is actually work now people also use that same people also use that same reason to sell this product because they we don't have much scientific research on it People will be like, they are saying it doesn't work scientifically. Who have done study on it? But then I just want to point out a few points and just show you, like, and show you why you shouldn't use alum. Now, let's start with this. Alum has the same consistency with sand. You know, if you look at their chemical composition and properties, almost similar with sand. Would you put sand in your vagina? That's no. what you should ask yourself. Never. Would you do a sick bath on sand? Never. That's what you should, that's what people who use alum should ask themselves. So how can a substance that has the same consistency, almost the same chemical composition with sand, related to sand, how does it find its way in kind or natural, how do I put it? 
in kind in the fact that you might say it by vapor or you put it directly as in the case of people who soak their tapons on it in the watery form of it and putting them how does it find its way into your vagina okay that's one alum also has an antiseptic property and we have been drumming it for people who have not heard it please do not try to wash your vagina with anything what that will do your vagina is self-cleansing god has already put this how do i put it for those who believe in god or your, your body has already put the natural cleanser inside of it so don't put anything but then if we are crying that you are crying that you shouldn't put antiseptic soap inside your vagina and you are doing that but here you are carrying alum that also has antiseptic property inside that same vagina thereby destroying the natural flora or maybe you know changing the natural flora and most times you come down with infection now for the people who argue that alum is good it's just the frequency of how you use it or how much you use it mm-hmm. please who has brought out the dosage of it nobody knows the dosage everybody calls their dosage how they want it so maybe i want to sell more i'll be like if you use one it will not work use 10 why so i can sell 10 so that's just what i want to say yes there might not be enough scientific study to directly show and be like alum doesn't work yes there might not be enough scientific study to show that alum work but then from the studies we already have properties of alum and everything this is why you should not use alum because like i usually say it is better safe than sorry your body is doing its job if you really want to do it if you really want to get it through do the pelvic flex exercises it doesn't cost you anything it's just your time and then if you time it well especially for people who do these pelvic kegel exercises while they are sitting down you can sit down on your office chair and do it. yeah people can sit down on a chair and tighten their vagina muscle so stick to that or you allow your body to do what it has to do naturally stop buying all those uni pills and all those things that they're buying and stuffing it into your vagina that's a problem for yourself thank you friends for listening last one if you want to stay up to date of our podcast subscribe follow on your favorite podcast app and i'll be back next week sunday until then please remember to be kind to yourself much love peace and have a beautiful week bye